Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. The All Blacks have returned to number one in the world rugby rankings after thrashing Wales 54-16 yesterday in Cardiff. There was plenty to like about the performance, particularly in the second half. Uh, It's now, of course, created even more competition for spots within the group. And joining us now to talk through the game and the options moving forward is uh, former All Blacks coach uh, John Hart. Good morning to you, Hardy. Thanks so much for your time this morning. Good morning, Smithy. Nice to be on the show. Thank you. Uh, look, uh, first of all, let, let's talk about uh, Bowden Barrett, eleventh centurion um, for the All Blacks, and uh, he seemed to relish the occasion. A couple of intercept tries and a pretty good all-round performance. Yeah, I was thrilled for him because you know a lot of pressure on him. Uh, there's been a lot of you know talk about uh, him and Richie Moanga, and um, you know he had to step up, and he really did. I mean, I thought he was quite classy. Um, outside of the intercepts, I mean, some of his uh, passing, some of his skill, you know, the try that Leonard Brown got, the, the subtlety of his pass to Ioani, you know, there were some really, really touches of class. So uh, very pleased for him. I thought he had a real uh, outstanding 80 minutes, and uh, as did the all-back team. You had to pick uh, between Mertens and Spencer and Brown at times. So how does, how does Ian Foster now go about picking between Barrett and Moonga in your eyes? Well, look, I think he will, like this week, I'm almost certain he'll play Moanga. Um, you know, I think he's trying to give them both games where he can. I, the ultimate choice will come down, you know, he's going to have to make the big call against uh, Ireland, but more particularly France. Um, you know, I think it was quite a statement on the weekend that, uh, in my view, that was probably on form the, the, the best all-back team they could pick. I don't know whether Opa Tungapasi was injured, but outside of him... Um, I thought probably they'd pick the best team they could. Um, and so, you know, maybe he showed his hand a bit more than people realise. I, I don't think he would gift uh, Bowden Barrett the 100th game in that way. I think it was more, uh, you know, I think he thought he was the right one for that occasion. And, you know, I think the big decision will come when they come to Ireland and France. I would imagine you look at uh, rugby matches in a slightly different way than, than most of us sitting at home on the couch, etc. When you look at a performance like that and, and you look at the scoreline, how, how do you judge that performance as a former coach with, with your eye? I think that was an excellent performance because it showed, it showed something they lacked, maybe discipline. Their discipline was very, very good. Uh, they took the points. They built um, scoreboard pressure. I thought the captaincy of Whitelock is really shining through uh, with this all-black team. I think he's making a real difference. I think they missed him in Australia. Um, and I think now, you know, he's showing the, they're showing the benefit of having him as a captain. But the all-round display, you know, the physicality of the forwards, the, the scrum, the line-out, uh, function much better. They got go forward ball, um, and then the brilliance and the skills of players like um, uh, you know the, the wingers, uh, you know, just came to the fore. Um, the, 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 some of those tries, I mean, I don't think you, you couldn't wish to see uh, better tries than the two tries in the second half. 
just before we head to those brilliant backs, uh, Hardy, can we just focus on the loose forward trio? Now, we had Blackadder, of course. We had uh, Papa Lee and we had Hardy. Is that probably, I mean, you mentioned the, the top 15. Uh, is that a combination you like now? Well, um, and I think I don't think um, Akira Iwani's done anything necessarily to exclude him from that, and nor has Luke Jacobson. So you know, there's they've probably got five loose forwards who are in form, um, and uh, probably what they'll end up doing is picking the three as a three um, in, in mm. terms of uh, going ahead. Again, I'm sure you'll see players like Jacobson, Brazil, um, Kane probably appear. In you know the Italian game, uh, from and then after that, I think you know it'll be horses for courses. So I'm sure they'll look at the opposition and see what's what's needed. I thought Blackadder again; he, he's a very good player. Made a couple of mistakes this time, missed the odd tackle, missed a tackle, dropped a, a ball in contact at what was a crucial time. But outside of that, you know, again, he, he showed his worth. Um, but I don't think Yuani's out of that race um, at all. Uh, and Dalton Papalihi is certainly making it really hard for anyone to get that seven jersey because, uh, you know, he had a very, very clinical performance again um, and probably severe in terms of his attacking game uh, was the player of the match in the sense of his leg drive and a sense of his skill set. You know, he featured in the Riffs try very well. He featured in the Perinara try, you know, so... You know, he's really come on in leaps and bounds in the last uh, few weeks and, and uh, you know, it's going to make it pretty hard. That trio will be pretty hard to shift, but they do have options. They do. Um, they're quite rich in that area all of a sudden. Uh, and, of course, they've got uh, Sam Kane, who seems quite a long way off at this point, doesn't he, as the, the, the nominated captain to begin the year. Yeah, look, I think they will um, probably give Sam Kane this game, um, and then you know they'll just—I uh, think they'll be pretty pleased to get him through, you know, um, and have him ready for 2000. I think they'll be looking at Sam Kane more in 222, Smithy, than they will in 221. Um, it's not as though they need to; they've got the options pretty well covered at the moment. And and look, he hasn't had the football, um, you know, and I think that showed a little bit naturally against um, against the United States, USA. Um, but he'll get better quickly. Um, but I don't think they'll push him too far to try and, you know, put him into the test team maybe for France. I, I'd be very surprised if he, he was chosen ahead of a Papalihi at this stage just in terms of uh, form and getting him back into the fold properly. Mm. OK, let's... Uh, one of the, the, I guess, most debated positions uh, at the moment without Aaron Smith is, is the nine jersey. They uh, they gave TJ Perinara the start this time around. Uh, where do you see that mix? Yeah, well, they're different halfbacks. Um, Weber and um, Finn Christie bring different skills to Perinara. Um, they probably are sharper to the ball and, and probably sharper of the pass than Perinara. Uh, Perinara is combat. He's a you know he's he's a winner. He's he's combative. He's a very very he plays a tough game. Um, and you know, you can't underestimate what he does and how he's rated in that team. And, and, and so, you know, they probably decided this game was his. The, obviously, the Welsh game, or the um, Italian game, you're probably likely to see the other two feature. And then again, they'll look to what they need against France and to a lesser extent Ireland. I, I think France is shaping as a huge game. And I think, uh, you know, 
Perinara may be well someone they choose in the French game because it's going to need all the experience in the world. So I think it's experience versus speed of pass. You know, like there was a ruck early in the game where he wasn't even there. They lost the ball, came back, and that's been the feature of Weber and Christie is getting to the ruck and clearing the ball quickly. Um, probably because they were going forward most of the time, that didn't show up as much this weekend. Um, but it is, it is, there is a difference in the games of uh, Perinara and the other two. But, um, you know, his experience is something you wouldn't want to underestimate. We've always, uh, when we've been going well, Hardy, we've always appeared to have like a, a cleaner up or a, someone who's a real organiser in the midfield. And it seems, it's, we, 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 you look at the likes of Conrad Smith, uh, you look at a player like Leonard Brown, um, who, who really is day in, day out, pretty much reliable, isn't he? Absolutely, first choice. Um, you know, he's a very, very good test rugby player. And whether he's at 12 or 13, it doesn't really matter. Um, he's, he reads defence exceptionally well, um, and he, he's, he's got all the experience in the world. So, look, I, I think, uh, you know, probably the challenge is still whether, you know, is Havili doing enough to cement himself? You know, I, I thought early in the season he looked fantastic. Um, I was really excited because I think he brings different, you know, a different dimension mm-hmm. to 12. Um, they got they got clogged up for room a bit on the weekend when the opposition were coming up fast and and they made it difficult for him. But he's still a very clever footballer. But you know maybe it's it's twelve and thirteen, which is not quite as settled as you, as they might want. Um, I think Ioanni's made huge strides as a distributor. Um, you know, which is something which people might have been critical of him as a thirteen. And if they saw that, then, you know, Leonard Brown is still a 12 option. But uh, Billy's kicking option is usually very good. Um, and the young fellow from the Chiefs is obviously an exciting prospect. So talent there, and, you know, you've still got Goodhue to come back next year. And there's a, mm. the young guy going to be going around for the Blues that might show a bit of interest next year too, and Roger Tuvasashek. Yeah, we're all waiting for that. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, have have we been? Have we had more riches in the back three, back four area? When you look at those players that that can't make a bench, even you know, we've got some severely good quality there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it's fantastic. I mean, both fullbacks. Uh, you know, Geordie Barrett's doing everything right. He he his goal kicking has been you know he missed a couple, but boy, otherwise his goal kicking was just superb on the weekend. Um, and he's playing well. So and McKenzie's doing well in his own right. They're two different players. Um, and and McKenzie will still get more options. But boy, the the the. the the strength we've got on the wings at the moment with, um, you know, the all-round strength. Well, we've got four or five uh, real strong contenders at the moment, um, any of whom could play. And then you've got Caleb Clark, who's sitting back here and missed out mm. this year because of seven. So, you know, the depth, I don't think you've, we've ever seen it. It takes me back a little while, not quite the same, but when I was coaching and we had, um, you know, I had uh, Cullen uh, Umanga, Wilson and uh, a young guy called Jonah Lomu. You know, it was mm. a pretty exciting time too. But the, what I'm excited about here is the variety that you've got in those wingers. There's a lot of variety in the back in the back five, back three. There's a lot of variety um, in that group. Uh, Hardy, just changing tack ever so slightly. The twelves has been put on ice. Well, the prospect of a twelves competition has been put on ice by. World Rugby. Do you, do you see it as a go? Do you, do you see uh, room for it in a rugby calendar? 
Well, look, I, I think the challenge for the game is to get the global season right, and that's what they're all working to. Um, and and ultimately, if you want get the, the global season right, you want to see, I think, the best of the Southern Hemisphere playing the best of the Northern Hemisphere. And so I think that should be the priority. Um, I don't. I, I, I'm certain that something like 12s could have a lot of spectator appeal, um, and it could have a lot of player appeal too if the money's you know as big as they want. But you know we've been looking for a global competition or global season, and I think it will be a shame if this is is uh, comes across as something that interferes with that. If it can be fitted in as well, uh, then maybe you know it's got some merit because you know there's no doubt that. Teams of 12 with less players on the field would be quite exciting because there'd be a lot more open play. Um, so I think it's got it's got its it's got its um, attributes. But Smithy, I just I'd like to see it. But you know, my my dream would be to see the best of the Northern Hemisphere clubs playing the best of Super Super Rugby teams each year, or yeah. you know, or every second year. Uh, so I think that should be the priority at the moment. Okay, Tati, just finally, um, your other hat too, uh, the New Zealand Golf Open, uh, on track? Yep. Well, we're working as hard as we can. Uh, we're, we're desperate to try and hold the event. Um, we've changed the date to try and help with that. Um, you know, it's one of the few events that's uh, looking like it could happen in the Australasian Tour, but listen, it will all come down to government. It all come down to decisions they allow in terms of uh, alert levels and travel from Australia and and Asia. Um, so, mm. you know, at worst, um, at best, we'd have a full international field, but that's really uh, that includes Asia and Japan. Uh, if that doesn't happen, we could still run a very very successful tournament on an Australasian basis, and we're determined to try and run it because New Zealand hasn't got many events, hasn't had many events. Most have been cancelled. Queenstown is really hurting uh, and an event would be fantastic and would be great for golf. So we're going to do all we can, but, you know, it's uh, a slippery slope because unless until we know have some certainty about what government um, programs are going to be and what their attitudes are going to be towards travel from overseas, it's really hard to know. But at this stage, we're still planning as though we're going to be hitting the uh, fairways of uh, Millbrook in March and April next year. Okay, well, we'll keep our fingers crossed for that because, as you say, New Zealand needs it, golf needs it, everyone. We need to get back in the groove, I think, so that would be a great way, yep. I think, to get it underway. Hardy, uh, thanks, thanks for that, and thanks for your analysis on the rugby as well this morning. I uh, appreciate your time. Thanks, Malik. Bye. Yeah, yeah, cheers. Goodbye.